Do you ever feel like if you had actionable systems in place that it can actually take your practice to the next level? Can you imagine the freedom you'd gain from finally getting everything out of your head and into a system that can help you move things on autopilot? Do you ever feel like you want to hire help for your practice, but you just don't know where to start? Trust me, I get it, and you're not alone, but it doesn't have to be this way. You're kick-ass at doing the bookkeeping and accounting work, there's no doubt about that, but you struggle to maintain the systems and operations of your business, am I right? But don't worry, that's where I come in, the Workflow Queen. I'm going to guide you on how to implement tech, systems, and automation in your practice so you can scale bigger, hire better, and break through to the next level. I can't wait to support you here on the Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast. I am so excited to be bringing on a guest expert today who not only is a guest expert that y'all are listening to, but also someone I can call a really close friend of mine probably one of my besties and also someone in my life in the business as well. She's also one of the lovely coaches over in one of my signature programs, Breakthroughs for Bookkeeper in Accountants. Her name is Brooke Swan. She is super incredible. And if you are a Bookkeeper Launch student, you've probably won, seen her on stage at BKX talking about all the fun things, team and also working shorter hours and also just being an incredible person in the community and being super, super helpful. And I'm so honored that you're here today, Brooke, and welcome. Well, thanks, Alyssa. I wouldn't not be here. And also, I'm really glad I let you run with the intro because I would have not said any of that if I had to introduce myself. <laughs> but thanks for like- <laughs> and also, I thought we were best friends, but- Oh, we are. It's okay. Okay, good. Okay. We're, we're past that. We've already determined next time we do another (laughs) podcast episode, it's going to be the monthly bookkeeping buds. Yes. Bookkeeping besties, if you will. Bookkeeping besties, buds. the same. Uh, Like BBB, put it all in there. Oh, okay. (laughs) We'll work. Yeah. We'll We'll work on it. Um, So give me a little bit of background. (laughs) A lot of people here might not know who you are. They may know exactly who you are. And if you do know who Brooke is, please give her a massive shout out, come over to our Instagram and say, Hey, at workflow queen on Instagram. But I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your backstory. I just love where you came from and your ambition and just tell me all the things. Oh gosh. I don't think we have enough time for all of that, (laughs) but if I had to give you the cliff notes version. Okay. So I started my bookkeeping business in 2018. So it's almost like, dude, it's going to be five years in April. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's yeah. crazy. And before that, I had no prior bookkeeping experience. I did the bookkeeper launch program, like a lot of yeah. people who I'm sure are listening to this podcast. Before that, oh, I did a, I did a whole lot of different things. <laughs> I had like, so I had my finance degree. I, what did I do after that? Oh, I worked for a construction company and I got really tired of, I just got tired of like working for other people. Cause I just felt limited in like the ideas that I came up with. Cause I couldn't, I didn't have the authority to like yeah. make decisions. So anyways, they actually, they fired me <laughs> funny enough. It, it was, needed to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. I got, I'm, I got fired from a lot of things before I started this business. And I'm really glad that I did. Cause if not, I probably wouldn't have ever gone as hard with it as I did. Yeah. But anyway, so they fired me. I went through like a little quarter life crisis and decided to take up bartending, which turns out to be a really great lifelong skill, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> but bartending's also not the greatest gig. And I did some day trading and all the things. But anyways, just wasn't all fulfilling. So left those things and started the 
business. And oh gosh, I don't know how to sum up the last five years other than it's just been like a crazy (laughs) show is what it is. (laughs) Yes. But like a beautiful show. That's how I would describe it. It's just been crazy because I just so much changed because I feel like when I started it, like I loved the bookkeeping and it was just me and I just wanted it to like, I just wanted to just do bookkeeping like for other people. And like, that was it. And I was super content. And then it's just grown and taken on a life of its own. And now we have, uh, oh gosh, we have two full-time employees, two part-time employees and a couple contractors. And we serve over 50 businesses, I think. And to date, I actually did this count recently. I think we've served almost 150 and over the course Yay. of five years. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. Uh, so anyways, is that, is that enough? <laughs> yeah, that's enough. I, it's funny because I know you so well, because I mean, we talk like every single day, we're constantly like sharing ridiculous memes. Like I know a lot about your life, but I actually did not know that you worked for a construction company. That's one thing I learned today. Yeah. So I, that was like my first job. I literally got that job. I graduated college on like a Saturday and I started that job on a Monday and yeah. And that crazy. And I, I was there, I got hired as like a billing specialist and then I worked my way up in their accounting department. So I think I was like their I don't know. What do they call it? I was like a project accountant. And then, and then their vice president actually left and started his own company and he took me with them. So I was their only employee and I did like everything there. I think my official title was actually project manager, but I wasn't actually managing projects. I was kind of wearing a lot of hats and doing a lot of things. And I did all of the accounting, but it was absolutely like nothing that related to bookkeeping, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, Isn't it really funny that when you're a business owner, you like don't know what to call people. So you just give them a random title that you think fits, but it's like, that's not even what I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would call, if I, I would call myself, I was like their senior project accountant. So I just did yeah. all the billing and everything for all the different jobs and a bunch of other things and just got yeah. a little complacent. <laughs> that's interesting. I actually like, it's so funny. I really did not know that. That's super cool. So it's so funny for anybody who's listening. So Brooke, like I mentioned earlier, is a part of one of our coaches at Breakthrough in Breakthrough. We do weekly group coaching calls. And today was the first call of 2023, by the way. It's 2023, January 5th today. And we had a really heavy topic around people who, if you don't know, Breakthrough is meant for people who are at the scaling level, people at Brooke's level, essentially, people who are striving to be like Brooke. There's a lot of people who are like, I want to be the next Brooke Swan. Like, it's great. (laughs) You can't see her, but I could see the eyes, guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's crazy. People are just like so hyped about how much you've grown and how fast you've grown and also the work that you've put into things like even your speech at BKX was incredible. A lot of people resonated with it, especially not having to work this full time job and working for these other companies or whatever, instead of dedicating it to your team. But one interesting topic that came up today, which I felt like I was like, we have to talk about today was everybody is so confused about this whole month end close process. And I know working with you like as a friend and also like just through this whole process of owning businesses together is like having to lean on each other for what is this month end supposed to look like and why are we so slammed from the first to the 10th? So I'm really curious just because I know the outcome of what's happened over time with you. You started out, like you said, just you and you're just doing bookkeeping and you absolutely loved it. And now it's like your baby. It is your baby actually. Yes. I like to think by now I have like a toddler, but (laughs) like, and I'm trying, like now I'm teaching, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm teaching the toddler to ride a bike and we're trying to take off the training wheels so it can just go down the street. Do you know what I was going to say? Push it down the hill. Yeah. Just push it down the hill and it doesn't need me. (laughs) Anyways, 
Oh, yeah, m- month and deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier and this is, so this is something that <laughs> it has changed so many like times in, in my business as I'm sure you yeah. know and have seen. So in the beginning, right? Like, so the, a lot of, I think it really comes down to like one, your industry and two, like your, your why, like your purpose and just like where your values are at with your company. So like in the beginning for me, like one of the most important things for me and the way I worked with clients was like, like I know how important and like the information that you get from your financials is and how much you can do with it. Mm-hmm. But you also want to make sure that you have that information and can make decisions in a timely manner. Cause if you saw like, oh my gosh, like you had a huge like labor spike in, in January, but you're not seeing that till April. Well, now it's probably way too late to actually catch that and yeah. you know, make any changes that could potentially save you money or headache or whatever. Right. So because of that, I was like, well, my clients need to get their financials like as soon as humanly possible. And so back when it was just me, that my deadline was the 10th. Cause of course, you know, you have to wait for statements, there's weekends and, you know, you kind of, and you also want to give your clients enough time to potentially give you any information that you might need from them to close out the previous month. So we started out doing the 10th that worked for a while, for a while. Um, yeah. And, and it did. And I was and one also it was a little selfish if I'm going to be totally honest. Cause I've always hated month end. So I was like the less time I got to spend on it, like the better, Yeah, <laughs> like the more time in the month, I don't have to think about it. So it was like, it was like a win for them selfish for me. So win-win. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, I brought in some, like, a, I think I had maybe one or two bookkeepers and that still worked, but as the business kept growing and we kept getting more and more clients, it was getting a lot harder to hit that deadline consistently just because it was just too much work to get done in such a short amount of time. Right. And so we ended up pushing it back a couple days to like the 13th, which I was like, okay, it's still soon. Right. Our clients are still getting their financials like in a, you know, relatively soon. It's not like they're waiting all month or into the next few months or whatever. But then what happens is say you have clients and say you have a bunch of them and they're not responsive. Well, okay. Now you've given them all this time, but now you got to close like all these clients on the same day in order to get them out by the 13th. And that was becoming a problem too, because it was piling so much work into one day that was just not like feasible. And also it was stressful on the team because they felt like they didn't have enough time to like actually get all this done. Right. So it was creating a lot of stress within the firm. So then we actually started looking at it from a different standpoint of like, well, what do the clients actually want? Like what's important to them? Like, do they care? Do like, do they even care about what we're (laughs) sending them? Because yes, some will, but some won't, right? You're going to have your clients who are like waiting for it, but then you're going to have your clients who honestly have probably never even opened a financial statement that you've sent them and like everything in between. So then we started actually serving our clients and staggering our due dates. I mean, it was a little bit of a hot mess at first because I didn't do a great job at the way I implemented this. So that was my fault. We had like three or four due dates and it was, I think that made it more messy. Um, But essentially we started serving them. And what we found out was a lot of clients really didn't care when they got them, you know? And so it helped because then we were able to see the ones who did care and we were able to prioritize them first because, you know, like, why are we going to put all this pressure on ourselves and, and try and get all this done in such a small time for someone who literally is never going to look at the end result, right? So anyways, another revision of that <laughs> came a little <laughs> bit later where we decided, okay, 
We're going to consolidate it to three separate dates. Right now, ours is the 15th, the 20th, and what we call an anytime date. And anytime basically means this is an option for the clients who really just don't care when they get it. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if it's the first of the month or the 30th or anywhere yeah. in between. And so those are our dates. Now we've surveyed our clients and we also let them know anyone that didn't, that didn't respond kind of falls into that anytime bucket. Cause basically our thought is, you know, if, if, if they didn't, if they wanted them sooner, they would have let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's really helped us in one, giving our team enough time to hit these deadlines at the volume that we're currently at. Um, yeah. But it's also allowing us to prioritize our clients who do value that prioritize it. Yeah. And it's not to say too, that some of our clients who say our 20th or anytime, it doesn't mean they're going to get them. Like they could get them on the 10th if they give us everything back by the 10th, right? Like yeah. we can still close them out sooner, but yeah. Anyways, that was, that was a really long explanation. No, um, was great. Was, was that good? Okay. Yeah, it was. And <laughs> one thing that I know probably a lot of people are going to deal with is this permission to allow yourself to do something different than what we're taught, right? Because a lot of the times when we go through all these programs, like me and you both, the way that we found each other was through Bookkeeper Launch. And so other people go through all these different programs, whether that's an accounting degree, different online courses, however it is that you learn, you're kind of just like, everyone just tells you it's the 10th. And then you just like, oh, it's the 10th, but nobody really explains why. Like, why are we deciding on this? Like, who's the one? Like, I just want to know who makes the rules around here because I'd love to submit some rule changes. <laughs> I have some ideas. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happens, right? Like you do things. Well, here's the thing. I think sometimes you take those rules and then they work, right? So you don't question them. But once they start not working is when you start to like question them and be like, why am I doing this? Like, what is the point? Like, why Why are we doing this? Does it even matter? <laughs> is it making yeah. a difference? Like, or can we be doing this easier and saving ourselves some headache while still like accomplishing what we need to accomplish, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who the heck sets the rules, but right. I'm like, who? <laughs> we need to find out who this person is and not go knocking on their door. Be yeah. like, hello, excuse me. Do you have time to talk today? Yeah. <laughs> we could chat about changing all these rules. I think it's interesting though, because a lot of people like, it's like the way that you grow up, you're just told to do something when your parents, their response is always like, because I said so. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's no real reason why until you're an adult and now you're dealing with trauma. <laughs> Now you're yeah. in therapy. I know. <laughs> yeah, daily. <laughs> it's like, I need help over here. But I do, yeah. I think that a lot of people who are listening right now might be confused about what does this process look like? I can guarantee to anybody who's kind of trying to, or maybe is stuck in this position of, oh my God, I got so many clients. I can't even handle it. Maybe you don't have a team or maybe you do. No matter what, that workload needs to be spread as often as you possibly can, as thin across the board, across the month. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of the times people feel this pressure that, hey, I have to do it by this time. And if I don't get it done, my clients are going to hate me. Almost 95% of the times the clients don't even realize it's your own like self telling yourself, like, I feel like this so that it must be projecting like out there to the world and everyone's going to feel it when they're probably like, I'm super happy with your service. I'm super happy with you coming late sometimes with reporting. And I think that some people just don't like let that go. Yeah. Oh gosh. I feel like I have so much to say around that. <laughs> I'm like, are we still talking about month end deadlines? <laughs> yeah. We could go uh, anywhere we want. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, okay. I guess one thing I would disclaim is like, yes, I don't mind like sharing my due dates, but at the same token, it's like, I wouldn't want anyone to ever think like they would need to also hit those same due dates. Cause not everyone's going to have like the same structure. Like not everyone's going to have the same structure and everyone's going to have the same 
team, like the way, cause we have a couple people that month end goes through. Some people only have one, right? So like, yeah. and some people have industries where they really do need them sooner or really don't care at all. Like there's yeah. so many things. So I, that's always my disclaimers. Like, yes, those might be my due dates, but those, that doesn't mean that's what's right for, for you. You kind of got to work backwards and figure out like what works for your firm, but yeah. Going back to what you said <laughs> about that pressure is, man, dude, that's like such a real thing. I feel like that was probably one of my biggest aha moments of like this last year. I was like, dude, I like, I felt so much pressure for like, you know, hitting deadlines, doing this, this, and that, like getting all the things done for these clients. Cause I was like, this is what's important to them. But then I think when I like took a step back and also talked to my coach about this, it was like, one, I realized this was totally just something made up in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's completely self-induced pressure because yes, it's like nine out of 10 times your clients are happy. They love you. You're providing a great service. So like, I don't know why we do it to ourselves. Maybe that's why we're business yeah. owners. Cause we're like perfectionists and we just want to people please and all the things. But I think that was like the, that made, that was like the biggest thing that made my life so much easier was like when I realized, okay, one, like things will get done and clients will be happy. Like, yeah. and I don't need to like put all this pressure on myself to hit all of these mm-hmm. unrealistic deadlines or whatever, yeah. because like 10 out of 10 times, the clients don't even, they really don't even know the difference. Like, I don't have any clients that are sitting there being like, oh, it's the 15th. Where's my financial? Like, you know what it's I mean? It's like 6am. It's like yeah. 6.01. It's like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Like it just doesn't happen. So I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that, was my, that was my little two cents about that. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, if like you're choosing, like Brooke was saying, like the disclaimer side of things, like you have to go based off what fits good for you. I also know a lot of people who run their business by the 10th of the month and they're super happy. Like a lot of different bookkeeping firm owners that I know it works for them. And that's okay. But it also depends on like, what's your freedom and flexibility you want for your team, for yourself. I know that just from knowing you that you guys have a four day work week. And so for you, it's like, how can we, make sure that we have that four-day work week, have that Friday off, but still be able to create the same efficiency and the same output to the clients. And so for you, maybe this works a lot better because it helps to spread it across the month to hit that big goal to be able to give yourself that four-day work week for the team and yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it also too, because for us, it's important because like, I also want to make sure we're respecting our clients and their time because like, I we know that they're busy. I mean, that's why they, one of the reasons they hired us, right? Like, they're busy people and they're not just sitting there on their computer waiting for us to send them things to do. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when we do send out like, you know, requests for information for our month end or whatever it is that we need from them, we want to make sure we're giving them adequate time to get it back to us. So that's also something that we built into that process because it's important. Cause I don't want to be like, Hey client, like we need X, Y, and Z and I need it by tomorrow in order to close out your books. Cause yeah. It's not realistic for them or even yourself. Exactly. That would just mean you're sitting on the computer or you're expecting your team to wait all day for the client to finally email you over the information or submit your request. Yeah, exactly. So it was, yeah, we definitely structured it that way to make sure that the team has enough time and the client has enough time so that we can, you know, get all their, yeah. their things done. Yeah. So kind of going back to the dates, like the dates that you selected, I think it oh. was what, the 15th, 20th and whenever. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh So your rule around whenever I'm assuming is not like whenever is in a hundred days from now, just so anybody listening, it's like within 30 days, correct? Like within that month, is that how that works? 
Hey listener, just wanted to quickly interrupt this episode today to ask you, have you been trying to find a better solution to actually taking payments from your clients? Then boy, do I have a solution for you. One of my absolute favorite pieces of tech is Pluto. Pluto is such a game changer in your business. It really helps you to allow you to be able to take payments easily from your clients through ACH. They also take credit card as well, but they have so many different options. One of the big perks to using something like Pluto over something like QBO and all the other options that we have out there for invoicing is because because it is way more cost effective and it has saved me thousands of dollars on those fees that we get taken out for invoicing our clients. So we no longer use QuickBooks Online in order to invoice our own clients. We now have migrated over to Pluto. And if you wanna learn more about Pluto and check it out, it is amazing. They make such a seamless process for our clients to be able to add the ACH information, to ask them to authorize us to be able to take the automatic payment every single month and saves us a ton of money in fees. You're just gonna go to workflowqueen.com backslash Pluto. That's workflowqueen.com backslash Pluto to learn more. Yeah, kind of. So if we actually look at it, if we looked at it like on, on a due date kind of format, this is what I would tell you. So our, like if we looked at the day we're actually sending financials out, because so far from we have two layers of people or two people, right, who work in month, then we have a mm-hmm. we have a bookkeeper who essentially does all of the bookkeeping. They request the information from the climate or from the client. <laughs> it's raining today, so I, I can understand. I looked outside. There's, we actually have climate for once. It's weird. We have weather. Anyway, so they request the information from the client and then they close it off and they hand it off to our account manager. Our account manager then takes it over. They do all of the quality control and our account manager is really our client facing position. So they're the ones who are communicating with the client and sending them their financials. So if we're looking at just the delivery side of the things, right? So when we actually send financials, the way it looks is our 15th clients get on the 15th, 20th, 20th, but anytime is actually the 21st. So we structured it like that because typically I will say nine out of 10 times, these clients are actually getting done sooner. Like they they almost get done sooner. But if we're looking at our list of month end clients, like visually, you can Mm -hmm. see which ones come first. If you sort it by the due date, does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're pretty much putting an order of priority. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's in order of priority. So, but typically the rule though is for our anytime clients, I mean, I want to get them out by the 25th at the latest. Like we, the rule is you can't have an anytime client that drags into the next month. Mm. Right. Like, so just because it's anytime means anytime that month, essentially, but, yeah. but my but own personal, rules. my own personal rule is yes, we don't want to be I, we yeah. don't want to be sending clients financials on the 31st and then hop right into their next month. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we could, but that really doesn't happen. It really, it's, not yeah. so. it's more of like a, we're, we're using this for a project management side of things is really what it is. It's like, Hey, I kind of want to get it out by here. Yes. And it's also for the client too, to give them peace of mind. Yeah. And because we actually do have a lot of our like anytime clients who are super responsive. So a lot of them actually get it even before that. And that's the yeah. rule too, right? The sooner our clients get us stuff, the quicker we can close them out. Just we don't get it need, out of the way. Yeah. Like we don't need to wait for all the 15th ones to be done to do the 20th. Like whoever gets their stuff in quickest, like you win. <laughs> yeah. You win yeah. financials. <laughs> you get a reward. Okay. For not only having to run a business, but also this cool little, you got it on time reward. <laughs> yeah. I start sending like virtual trophies or those little like trophies that they do for like the Grammys, which is like number one dad. And it's like a fake one and <laughs> number one client, <laughs> but to all the clients, yeah, but they don't need to know. <laughs> Well, if they listen to this podcast, they will. Right? Well, we won't tell them about this. Okay. All right. We'll block them all. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. (laughs) 
So I remember when you rolled this out, cause this was in, I want to say it was a summer, right? Summer of last year was when you started rolling out when you, the headache was there. I remember we talked about this headache was there. And then you're like, how are we going to solve this? Like, how can I fix this? And then it was like, let's come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. And you found the solution of like, let's first talk to the clients and survey them. How did the surveys go? And how did you ask that question? I'm just very curious. I know I was involved in the process, but I'm very curious from your words. <laughs> yeah. So this actually went through like, we went through this process twice because like mm-hmm. I said, I think the first time that we surveyed, I didn't quite think it through. <laughs> so I feel like when we did that first survey, what did, what due dates did we have? Gosh. Wasn't it like the 10th, the 15th and the 20th? No, because we had got rid of the 10th, but we definitely, I think we had like the 13th, 15th and the 20th. Uh. And then, oh, and then I think I sent out a survey and I think I added in that anytime option. And in my mind, I thought, okay, well, this is great because it'll help us stagger them more, right? Having these four due dates. <laughs> but then what I didn't realize is one, like some of these due dates are really close together. So it's like, why separate them at all? And then two, it just became really confusing for the team. Like there's just too many due dates. That's really what it came down to. And then also we didn't get a response from a lot of our clients. So we were kind of left with, well, shoot, what do we do with them? Because at that time I did not communicate. I didn't say, Mm -hmm. Hey, if we don't get a response, this is the bucket you'll fall into. Yeah. So then I was like, well, shoot, what do we do with them? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I guess we have to keep sending them on whatever date they were currently at, which may or may not have fallen into those buckets that I just designated. So it was a little funky. And finally, after some thought and, you know, working with my team on this, we decided that, okay, you know what, we're going to do one more survey and we're going to consolidate it to just three dates. And we're going Mm -hmm. to also give us more time because like you said, we have four day work weeks and sometimes like the first falls on a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday. So it limits the number of working days that we have in the week, which then limits the amount of time we can give the client to get us back information and also limits the time that we have to complete it. Right. So based off of the discussion with the team, we decided that we would go with the 15th because no matter what day the first falls on, it still gives us enough time to do it. Make it happen. How many clients that we have. Yeah. So the 15th, the 20th, and then anytime. And this time we sent it out in a survey. So we actually just rolled it out. It's January. So this month is actually the first month that we've rolled it out into these three dates. But I can already tell you from like an operation standpoint, it's already going so much smoother and you can already feel like how much pressure it lifted up off the team. And it was also really surprising to see like some of our, like we have some really big clients who I would without a doubt be like, oh, they need their stuff sooner. And some of them were like, no, we don't care anytime. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. But um, anyway, so we sent out an emailed survey and mm-hmm. basically just said, hey, guys, like, you know, in order to continue to basically serve our clients the best that we can, you know, we are restructuring the way we send financials and we want to know like what's important to you. And we gave them basically three options. Tell yeah. us which option. Tell us which date you want your financials by. Yeah. And then a lot of them responded and we, in this email, we did actually, we gave them the, Hey, if we do not receive a response by this and this yeah. date, you will be defaulted into the anytime option, unless, you know, unless you let us Save know. Otherwise. Otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So that way it gave us clear direction on what to do with the ones we didn't hear from. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike last time. <laughs> and what about like your contract? Cause do you have somewhere in your contract that states like the due date that you know? No, okay. it's not in our contract at all. Okay. It just so says protects like, you kind of. 
Yeah, exactly. The contract just states like scope of work in general, like what we're going to do for you as your bookkeeping firm. Exactly. And if they get monthly financials, quarterly financials, or no financials at all. Yeah. It's always so interesting because you've always dealt like involved your team. And I know this because you involve your team in so much stuff. And I think a lot of people are so scared, not scared. I don't know if that's the right word, but nervous to kind of bring your team. It's like, aren't I supposed to know the, all the answers to everything? Like, why would I, as like the boss or the leader not know what I want out of things? I really like that you collaborate with them and like, what's their experience been with like you opening up the floor to not just like your ideas and Brooke's way of doing things, but also like the team's way of doing things. Oh my gosh, dude, I love my team. (laughs) I want their input on literally everything. And I think it's so important because especially too, as you really step into the owner role and you step out of the doing things role, you really kind of lose a little bit of perspective on how things are actually working. So it's really like, if I'm going to make changes to something that our bookkeepers are doing, like I want to know for sure that it's going to benefit them because even though I might think it is, I could be totally wrong. So I want to make sure that when we make these changes, like I want the like approval from the team, not to say I I need approval for everything, right? There are some things that I will, I guess, go for without it. But with things like this, I, yeah, I try to get their input on everything that on any big changes that we make, because essentially my, I think my role as the business owner is to facilitate helping them grow and helping Mm -hmm. them succeed in their roles. So meaning, so if we're making changes, I want to make sure these changes facilitate that and help them succeed and they'll know like they'll know if it's something that's going to help them or not and they tell yeah. me it would just great they'd be like that's ah, not really going to do much for me i'm like okay good well now i know not to waste my energy and put more put more into resources it. resources yeah, like time money team everything yeah, yeah. Into something exactly exactly so yeah i think they're a very super crucial part of the business and then the way it's grown like oh my gosh so even like so my you know so my senior bookkeeper Todd he is so brilliant at like tech stuff and all of our apps and things like way better than I am (laughs) and that's the thing too is like your team's gonna be better at a lot of things that you aren't so they're gonna have all these great ideas and so it's like there's so many times I'm like man why didn't I talk to why did I talk to so-and-so about this sooner? I could have like, yeah. cause they have so many great ideas that like, I just can't come up with. I can't, I have good yeah. ideas too, but they're different, right? Like it's just so valuable. So yeah, I mean, he like, oh my gosh, he totally revamped the way we do like our whole, like our notion and I freaking, like it just made such yeah. a huge improvement. So yeah, I think if you have a team, it's super important to involve them in what you're doing because not only is it going to make your company better, it's going to make your life easier, but also- I think it's good for them too, because then they feel like they're being heard and that their opinion matters and it it should matter. Yeah. And it's funny because if anybody here who went to BKX, if you want to know who Todd is, (laughs) (laughs) he was the other lovely purple shirted workflow queen (laughs) member at the booth. He was so generous to help my company to sponsor because we sponsored BKX last year when you spoke, actually, I unfortunately had to pull out of the event. I was supposed to speak super bummed to not see everybody, but it was the right choice for myself. And so I sent my, my team member, my former team member there. And also Todd went and Todd is just, he's like the best, like he's just a whole person in a bucket. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means <laughs> either, but I'm sure someone might know it. Yes. With it. It's like, yes. he's just full of like, He's just smart. He's hilarious. Like Todd's good people. And I just love how much him just alone and also anybody else on your team. I've met a lot of your team members are just so supportive. And it's like they, they live and breathe team clarity bookkeeping. 
And I think that's really hard to find. And I think the reason why they're, they're bleeding it and they're every single day, like all about it is because you've infused it. And I think that that the fact that you have changed so many major things like this month and close, like that's literally what our businesses run off of. Like if anybody here is listening, has a bookkeeping firm, like that is literally your life, like your lifeline is literally your month and close every month. And if you're not involving your team on that and asking them their feedback, how they feel, you might not realize that they're actually drowning, but if you're not giving them the open space and the open environment to be able to speak up about it, you can lose really, really good team members by not listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm super grateful. And I will say, I think sometimes too, especially with new team members, or if this is something new that you're implementing where you're getting their feedback, it might take a little bit to get yeah. them to open up, right. And feel comfortable that to share that kind of information with you. Right. Cause they just want to do their do a good job and they might not want to rock the boat or they might not know how you might react to certain feedback. You can also, if it's something you're worried about, you can also create like some kind of anonymous form where they can provide feedback if that's something you want to implement. But yeah, I, I think it takes a little bit of nurturing, but yes, I think like that's definitely something I consistently try to emphasize or pull out of my team. Also, Hey guys, I want to do this. What do you think about this or what's working? What's not working. And their feedback has made our processes so much more efficient. Cause they'll say, Hey, you know, you wanted to do this, but like, I don't know why we're doing it this way. Cause we were already doing that somewhere else. Or like they're mm-hmm. constantly giving me this feedback. That's really helped make things far more efficient because like I said, I don't do the bookkeeping anymore, right? Yeah, you're so not in I the day to day. You're not in the yeah. weeds. Yeah. So I don't yeah. necessarily know what's going to work or not work. And yeah. last time I was doing the bookkeeping, we didn't have nearly as many clients. So, you know, it, there's different problems at different levels. So yeah, yeah, it's their, their feedback is super, super important. Yeah. It's so funny because this morning we have every, our team meeting is on Thursdays. So I had my team meeting this morning and I mean, it's right now it's just down to me and Mackenzie as a full-time people on the team. And so we're on this call today and we're talking about one of our processes that we have and we are picking through everything. And as we're going through each and every task, so we have it inside of Asana, we're going through each little piece and I go, Mackenzie, what about this? Like I'm trying to trim, like that's my new big goal for 2023 is to trim a lot of the excess as you grow. And as you get to become a bigger business, you have more team members there is so much crap and it's really becomes crap. And mm-hmm. so my mission this year in the next quarter, cause I want to work to a four day work week as well is to eventually like get rid of all that stuff and trim it. So we're going through this and she goes, yeah, this takes me literally two to three hours a week to do. And I'm like, well, what is it? She's like, well, I have to reread all of our blogs to make sure all of our links are, are right. And all these different things and reread it because that's what someone assigned to her. And mm-hmm. granted, she's been doing this for so long. And I was like, I can't believe that I never even caught it. So we were talking and I was like, we don't need to be doing this. So just today we saved literally almost two to three hours a week for one role, just by talking to yeah. the team member and asking them questions and saying like, let's review this. We got rid of so many like random things today. Like, and it was so nice to see how involved they are because I don't see it. I don't do our blogs. Like I don't touch any of that process. So to see someone who does every single day come up to me and say like, this is literally a waste of my time. (laughs) Yes, dude. I love that. I think it's like so important to the busier you get is like to like literally question like every little thing, like, why are we doing this? Does it serve a purpose? Like this one, I'll tell you, this one will be controversial. And I only say that because I've been in some, (laughs) some, some Facebook threads about it where it's been controversial, (laughs) 
but like in our month end this uh, I think sometime it might have been this last year maybe a little bit longer whatever year year and a half ago we cut out saving statements so we used to always save all of our clients bank and credit card statements in their google drive folder and I actually had one of my bookkeepers say like why do we do this like do we ever need them and I was like hmm good question (laughs) like but I think we did it right because that's what we were taught you save the statements and but when I really thought about it deep down, I was like, well, you know what? Like, yes, occasionally I have had to pull old statements, but I can always just do it just from their account. Like we don't actually need to save them. And it's taking, oh my gosh, it's totally taking additional hours every week just to save them for like, no one's ever going to look at this folder ever, ever again. This was controversial because I was going to say, cause yeah, I'm on the I'm, back end. I know I'm on, the, I'm on the other side of that one because <laughs> other bookkeeping firms. Yes. And that, and that again, though, right. It's like, you've got to do what's right for your firm. Yeah. And so if though, if like, right, if say we made that change and then later down the road, it bit me in the, I changed my process again. I guess that's kind of yeah. how it goes, right? Like you do something when it works until it doesn't, and then you fix it. Like, but yeah, for us, I was like, dude, this is not serving a purpose. It's an extra unnecessary step in our process that literally doesn't do anything. It, there was no purpose in doing it. Of course, we have exceptions to that rule. Like we have our own exceptions. Like for say we have a client that has an account that like shut down know. or they closed it. Wouldn't that be one of those? Like they'd have to literally go into their bank to get that information. You couldn't even get it as an accountant. Yeah, but yeah, but why would you? I guess I don't don't see why we would need it at, at that point. Do you know? Oh, because I mean? you would have already reconciled. You would have already, already reconciled. Look at you, you smart see, cookie. Yes, but yes, occasionally <laughs> we do have clients that maybe have more finicky banks or credit unions where maybe they don't keep statements for a long time. You know what I mean? And so occasionally we will save things if we know it's going to be hard to access and we may actually need to access it later. But 99% of the statements are not saved anymore. (laughs) I can see why you're saying this is a controversial topic because I feel like it is. It's one of those ones where it's like, you kind of have to understand it. But sometimes when someone explains it to you, because the way you're kind of explaining it, it's like, huh, maybe I should rethink that for magnetic. And I should probably think about like how we're doing that. I mean, like it makes sense when you're doing like a cleanup and you need them to send you like two years worth of statements because you're going to need that data. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So again, I feel like when it serves a purpose, yeah, save statements, keep them, do all the things, but like on an ongoing basis, like we haven't found any benefit of it. Like there's never been a time where I needed to pull a statement I saved in a folder um, that I couldn't have pulled just from logging in online into the bank. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yes, controversial, but again, it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes you do things because it's what you're told to do. It's just, it may be standard. It It may be standard in your industry, Mm -hmm. but just start, but, and it works too. Again, these things work. That was never a problem until you get to a certain, like until you start hitting that next level of growth. Right. And then 50 clients, I can't imagine 50 clients and you've got over there. And then you're yeah. like, statements, 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 and then chasing them down. Well, unfortunately you do have to actually chase them down from the clients. Cause you're kind of going to need them if yeah. you have to, if you don't have access is what right. I mean. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think about it, right. 50 clients, each client has, let's call it two to 15 mm-hmm. banking credit card accounts a month. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so much time each month to save all of that stuff. Like anyways. So again, controversial, not say, yeah, controversial and I'm not saying do what I do, but I am saying it's good to like sometimes question question. Yeah. Just question it. Like, why are we doing it? <laughs> yeah. Like, why, why is it the way that, why is everyone telling us? Well, I think this is all really interesting. I know a lot of people listening are going to be like, wow, I'm going to, I think the whole intention of what everyone's going to pull away from this ultimately is like, I hope everyone questions what they're doing. 
Mm-hmm. And not in a place where like, don't get obsessive everybody about like questioning every little thing. Cause there are some things like Brooke said that this is the way we're supposed to do things. Cause we need to do them. Like you shouldn't be saving your, your passcodes on a freaking sticky note. They should be actually in a password <laughs> saver. Like don't question that. Just do it. Like, there yes. are things that you should always be doing in a certain way, but we challenge you to actually question what you're doing and the way that people have taught you because sometimes there's a better way or a more efficient way or something that's going to help ease the pain for not only yourself, your clients, and maybe even a team, if you have one. And like you questioned your month in, and I think a lot of people, it's going to blow a lot of people's minds because they just don't think to question that. Mm -hmm. And so for any takeaway for the long-term, so one, you pretty much like determine the dates that you guys wanted to offer to your clients, essentially. Mm -hmm. Then you sent out your survey to your clients, kind of got some responses, but then nudged them a bit more and finally got them. Yes. Yeah, I've got those surveys. You can do that through Google form, by the way, if anybody wants to know what that process looks like. It can also be a simple email. Earlier today, Brooke did share a really cool, lovely little tool. I think it's an add-on through Gmail that it like essentially gives you buttons, right? That a client can select the dates, right? Yeah. So it's actually like this. I think it's this whole thing. It's called Cloud HQ. I think it's actually a Chrome extension and they do, they have a lot of Gmail features that can integrate with your Gmail. But one of them is there, I think they just call it like Gmail polls and surveys. So it's actually a survey that like just links in, it's inside of the body of the email. So we used that this last round and I actually loved it. I, one, I thought it was easier than creating a form and like, we also got more responses using that and it was just really easy to use. And I, I liked it a lot. So yeah, it was really cool when you were showing it earlier today. So you get this survey, you get all the results. And after that, are you just like jumping in next day, changing your project management system? Or is that something that's like slowly roll that over time? And that, what was that process like? Yeah. Give someone. So this last round that we did it, we sent this email, I believe in December, I want to say early December. We also sent some other things with this email, just kind of updates and other things. Hours of operations. Yeah. Yeah. Just some other things that went into that email as well. But a part of it, and I believe somewhere in the subject basically said like, pick a date, like, tell us what you want. Like something that let our clients know, like they, we were asking for, for an action from them, but yes. But I think we basically said, you know, Hey, starting January, 2023, we're changing some due dates, right? So you'll see different ones coming this next month. We gave them enough time. I I think I said, Hey, you know, in two weeks, or please basically click one of these options and please click it by no later than this date. If we haven't received a response by this date, you will be defaulted into this month end bracket of any time, right? The anytime due date. So that was kind of how we did it. So then it still gave us time to roll it it. out into our project management system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not an easy feat, people. (laughs) This was months, months of time going by and making these changes and collaborating with the team. And, you know, it's worth it though. These types of changes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great, especially to like this month, right? We had a holiday at the very beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. So it's, I can already feel how just how much easier it is. And I think my team loves it. And it's so much easier to look at, <laughs> like from my point of view, right? Because I keep tabs on making sure things are getting done when they're supposed yeah. to be getting done. And it's so much easier when things are more uniform because yeah. we can say, hey guys, for clients that are due by on the 15th, please make sure you send out your content snare request by the 7th, right? Or yeah. whatever date that we have it. So it just makes things more structured and more systemized. And it's just, yeah. it's just easier. It's just, (laughs) well, thank you so much, Brooke, for sharing all the things month and close and just little tidbits of things here and there. Like, (laughs) I just love all the conversations we always have. They're just so good. And there's 
so many wins and takeaways that we have. One of the questions I want you to kind of answer though, is from someone who's a newbie, what piece of advice would you give them from the beginning stages? Oh, dear Lord. Um, (laughs) Oh, that's such a good one. What piece of advice for a newbie? Oh, I think it would just be like, you don't need to like, you don't need to have everything like figured out. You know what I mean? Like all the stuff. And I feel like anytime you talk to someone or you listen to someone who maybe is further into their business than you are, like it can be intimidating and you feel like, oh man, I'm like really failing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have these systems. I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. But it's so important to remember that like, like neither did anyone else at some point, like all the things and everywhere that we, that we get to and that newbies will get to too because you'll like they'll all get to this level right it's like you figure it out as you go you make mistakes and then you just learn from them and then as the business grows you are just met with new challenges and you just figure them out you just roll with the punches you don't need to do anything extra like just you just keep going with your business you just keep showing up (laughs) you just keep showing up and questioning there you go that's a good one yeah showing up and questioning everything Word of the year. Word of the year. Question everything. It's not one word, but we get the point. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of, we can just put it together. We can just pretend like it's just one word. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I, yeah. So yeah, I would just say, just keep showing up. Like that's really all you can do, you know? I love it. Well, speaking of showing up, where can people come to connect with you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right through. That's a bit. Yeah. Breakthrough is probably the best. Uh, that is the best place to, to get in touch with me. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't really have anyone that like reaches out to me. Like, <laughs> well, uh, shameless plug for what we do over here. So if you want to get some lovely inspiration and hear all the things that Brooke has to say and just be involved in her circle. We do have a program called Breakthrough for Bookkeepers and Accountants. It's incredible. It's surrounded by people all going from the next level step, ready to just break through, no pun intended, (laughs) to the next level and really just get your firm up and running, talking about month and close kind of stuff. Like we're talking about team building and all these fun things. So I am honored obviously. And I'll probably call you right after that. We were in this lovely podcast interview. I figured. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. And for anybody, if you want to leave a review, go ahead and subscribe below and also leave us a lovely review and tell us how much that one, you were honored to have Brooke and on any of your takeaways that you have and anything that you might've learned. So thanks everyone. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Alyssa. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of our Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang, the founder and owner of Workflow Queen. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with a fellow bookkeeper or an accountant on social media, and also tag me on Instagram at Workflow Queen. The more that we work together to get this out in front of other people, the better I can help to serve this industry to create more solid systems and processes. Now go take what you learned from today's episode and apply it into your practice so you can finally give yourself the brain space and freedom that you deserve. I can't wait to see you unfold throughout your journey. And thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode. See you next time.